Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Ronnie Harmon on the podcast. Ronnie is so genuine and he has such an incredible story and he will share a lot about things that probably most people don't share. And so you're going to love hearing his heart. You're going to love hearing the victory over a lot of the challenges that he's faced his whole life when it comes to fitness and exercise. But more than anything, um, he's just an amazing guy. If you've seen him around the gym, you uh, have gotten to just witness his bright light and personality and he's about to move. So this is a great opportunity to hear his story before he moves on and uh, go ahead and listen on so you can hear what's next. But thank you so much for listening today, enjoy. My name is Ronnie Harmon and I am actually turning 50, uh, what, in three days this Saturday. I've uh, been a part of CrossFit just for a couple months. Man, that's awesome, Ronnie. So 50 and you look like you're 18. <laughs> that's kind. <laughs> I bet you get that a lot. Right? Well, thank you. Yeah. No, man, that's great to hear. And thanks for making time for this. You guys are about to embark on a whole uh, new, well, not new, I guess, uh, an old new experience. Yeah, and it's you, got uh, aspects of both, old and new. And so we'll talk a little about that. Okay. And you guys are leaving Friday, I guess. This is your we last leave, week. Yeah, we leave. Uh, I'll be at CrossFit class at 6 on Friday before we drive up to DFW. And then we fly out on Wednesday. Great. Well, let's start with that because I think that's kind of a big part of you, you, know, you and, and your wife's story is just... What, where, where are you going and what are you doing? Okay, so we've been with uh, the International Mission Board uh, of the Southern Baptist Convention as missionaries living abroad um, pretty much for the last uh, 22 years. Um, we've been in the States because we wanted to come back for two to three years to be around our aging parents uh, to really have just some good time with them while they still have quality of life and we can do things with them. Um, my wife said it, uh, I think she said it really well. She's like, I, I don't want to just come back for a funeral. And so, so we intended to be here two or three years. And so we've been in College Station two or three years, uh, coming up on three. But uh, it's time to return to our life and work and ministry overseas. But uh, this time we are going back um, just as what we, I guess, would call world Christians. Uh, if you want to use another term, tent makers. But basically, uh, my wife and I are packing up. We're selling the house, selling everything. And we get on a plane, one-way tickets to Thailand on April 17th. Uh, we'll go into language study. Then we're just going to be looking for jobs or starting a business or just basically uh, planting ourselves um, back in Thailand. Man, what a, uh, what are the feelings this week? I mean, that's, uh, is there a lot of excitement, but are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of both. Um, probably one of the driving thoughts, emotions going on right now is... Um, just the, you know, come Friday morning when we drive out of College Station, we've put down a lot of roots here and we've developed um, some significant community. And to leave that community behind is, that's probably the driving emotion right now. 
and so it's it's a it's it's such a, a a wonderful kind beautiful thing to have developed community here and so it brings smiles to our faces but then as we leave it it's a sadness okay so i have to chime in here because you know this wasn't originally planned to talk about necessarily this part but community is big and i'm finding out a lot more about how important it is Uh, maybe through even the recent experience that we went through with our son but um sure we you know we feel like we have significant uh, community in our life and i think the gym you know ties into that a lot because i think that's one of the things that the gym provides people yeah and you've been here a short time you know a couple months but you see that now definitely and so when 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 you say you've been in college station now three years Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of community like i think there's people that don't right i think there's people that long for that they they would love to have community so how you know in this short time how have you managed to develop such deep rich community um specifically um you know for us uh, of course just joining a church and that that was significant um i think that oftentimes um I think oftentimes we want to sit back and wait for community to develop around us. Other times I think you need to be intentional about it. Um, at our church, I was just very thankful that the church was intentional uh, when, I, when I couldn't be. But um, can, you, can you kind of elaborate on that? I know you're a little emotional about it, but can you tell <laughs> yeah. me what, what you mean by that? Like the church was intentional about building community, but you, when you weren't? Yeah, I mean, I wish that we could have been in a place where I could have reached out to people, but um, we've been overseas a lot. We've been um, for a long time, and it's, it's hard. It's just, uh, so I came back actually fairly broken, um, just not healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, physically. And so when we went to Declaration Church, um, there were some men that just came in to my life and started investing in me. Um, and so I guess that, um, I guess that's what I mean, is yeah. that I was not in a, a healthy place to be able to reach out and try to engage people. Yeah, And yet, in, on this occasion, um, these men reached out to me. Would you say that, you know, the community was something that helped sustain you through such a hard time? Yeah, I mean, we've been, uh, me specifically, but we, my wife and myself, but um, I've been lacking community, uh, lacking friendships, especially guy friendships um and so then um when we attended the church service the first night um i just remember holy spirit just saying to me very specifically ronnie you need to ask for help and so um as the community came around me Then um, I began to, um, I guess, began to heal 
and began to flourish, uh, found confidence, identity, um, and it's taken a couple of years. Um, and that's and that's what I guess God brought us here to College Station for was to heal and and specifically in this case he did it through community now community community at church and community at CrossFit and that kind of segues into what you're kind of meeting with me that first night with your wife was about you felt like it was part of that process but I want to go behind that okay I, I want to start earlier so you are almost 50 years old where did this you're a runner. You've been running mm. for a while. Yeah. I mean, did you grow up in high school and were you mm. active and fit or what, what did the last 30, 40 years of your life look like? You know, I've always been, um, I would say that I've been fit, I, you know, high school and all that, that was in then college and such, uh, playing soccer. Um, it wasn't until later, I've, I've always done something, uh, but probably I would say for Let's see, I'm 49, so almost 50. I would say for at least 45 years, I've probably struggled with anorexia. Mm. And so it's been uh, body image issues. And um, so in general, I've tried to uh, jog or run, uh, that kind of thing. But it wasn't until uh, we were moving to Kenya, actually in 2007, and I started running. And so I started running long distance. Um so like marathon distance and I think a lot of people um, like when I talk about you know over the last 10 years I've run 10 marathons and an ultra and people are like wow that's incredible and in uh, you know what success and accomplishment and I'm like the only reason I was running was because of um, it was just a coping mechanism trying to deal with um, just some trauma that had happened in Kenya. And so for 10, 11 years, uh, I've been running, but it's more tied to um, 2007, early 2008. Uh, we were in an incident in Kenya, um, suffered some trauma, didn't understand it fully. Uh, five years later, was finally diagnosed with uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and so a lot of the, the fitness that that I've been taking part in has really just been driven by like an obsessive compulsive disorder. It was like an escape for you? An escape, trying just to, um, you know, um, you know, and I don't say this lightly, but um, probably just um, trying to kill myself, really. Mm. Um, just keep running. And mm-hmm. uh, so I was, yeah. So you, your, when was your first marathon? What year was that? Uh, 2008. Oh, so, so it was really right after that incident that it you was. described. Yeah. But you mentioned 45 years of anorexia. So would you say, I mean, as young as five years old and, you know, I'd ad- say yeah. adolescence and, yeah. you know, grade school and, you know, to your, I mean, do you, would you expand on that? Could you describe what that was like? Well, my brother was older and thinner. Mm-hmm. And so I was the younger and chubbier. A little bit, you know, not not fat, fat, but just chubbier. And I just remember like one particular incident. I was on my way to school and I just remember my mom had packed my lunch and it was like, it just seemed like there was so much food in there. And I must have been, you know, seven, eight, nine, something like that. 
and just standing at the door just crying asking her why would she give me so much food you know mm. and so it's just, yeah it's been a real struggle uh for a lot of years and then uh, what did that look like in your 20s and, and 30s yeah i continued just trying to um you know i i guess probably trying to battle it uh with food restriction and exercise um but it wasn't you know w- when we live in the states it's our own culture it's our own language it's it's things that you don't have to um really confront really you know like even it's easier to live in your own culture and not deal with those things that are beneath the surface but then when you move overseas and you're in a different culture and there's a lot of different stressors that are coming at you from a lot of different angles so that the day-to-day is just hard you can't hide from those things anymore and so those those issues that have just been um, suppressed suppressed all of a sudden they come to the surface and you're like what do I do with these and so like in that regard uh, started running and food restriction pretty heavily did you know when they when it was all happening that that was some an issue for you or did it feel like when it was rising to the surface and you were having to face these issues did you realize the severity of them I did not my wife started and so uh, eventually um, eventually we had to seek help, uh, we had the meltdown. And, and so then once um, sought help, then it started becoming a little bit more uh, aware of some of these issues. But I remember seeing a, a counselor in Dallas in 2009, and it was interesting. Um, and so I saw, saw counselors over the course of a lot of years. And a friend of mine just asked the other day, he said, do you think that your counselors early on, 2007, 9, 10, because they didn't actually diagnose me fairly, you know, accurately, said, did they do a, a poor job of diagnosing you and, and helping you heal? And I said, no, I think that there was just so much to unravel. I think there was so much, like my first counselor was just trying to get me back to be able to live daily, you know? And so it, it just took some years. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think that, like I said, the PTSD wasn't diagnosed until five years later. So I think that um, it was just over the course of years, things kept coming up, started realizing, understanding, and, um, and as those came up, trying to deal with them. Yeah. No, and, and all along this journey, I, you know, you're living life. <laughs> you I'm know, trying. there's, there's the, the regular highs and lows of, of life, you know, but here you are dealing with a really serious mm-hmm. issue yeah. your whole life. And so when you were running these marathons, like mm. I, I'm looking at it now from a physiological perspective, right? Knowing that food is fuel and that if we're going to run 26.2 miles <laughs> yeah. and we're going to train, that we have to put that fuel in our body, right? And so what was that relationship like for you, not just being you know, uh, conscious of what, what your body looked like yeah. and what you ate, but now you're demanding a ton mm. of your body. How did the relationship with food go? So there's all, <laughs> for a long time, there's been a poor, poor relationship between me and food. And so, yeah, we're in Kenya. We're about 8,000 feet above sea level. And I would go out for a 15 mile run and, or something like that, you know, 10, 15, you know, these long runs. And I'd come back and I would, um, really just have like a bowl of broccoli or something like that or just nothing nothing hardly anything 
And my wife was like, how, you know, you, this is wrong. Mm. And so like right now I weigh about 141, 141. So those, those, that period of time, I got down to about 125, 126. And, um, yeah, I'm, I have an addictive personality. I'm obsessive I'm dealing with that. And all I wanted to do was continue to lose weight. And so go out, run as far as I could, and then come back and eat as little as I could. Did you ever have episodes where you, like, you would pass out, faint, like, you know, from... I don't guess so. I mean, I would take gels with me and stuff like that. And so um, trying to make sure that I could complete. And of course, I was never a great runner because, you know, I'm not fueling like I should. And well, I wasn't working on my core either, but <laughs> that's another story. But uh, no, I, I was succeeding. I think I was maintaining, uh, but just, of course, it was not healthy. You know, and I feel like this all kind of sets the stage mm. for our, yeah, sure. you know, f- first time we met. It does. Yeah. And so let's, let's go into that meeting when uh, you had originally reached out to me about the six-week challenge. Sure. I w- um, like I said, w- amazingly and blessedly and thankfully and praisefully, all of that, um, God saw fit to bring us to College Station. We never, ever ever dreamed of living in College Station. It was not a place we wanted to be. But he saw fit to bring us here. And what transpired over the last two years, um, and I I use this word specifically too, has been transformation. Um, I have, uh, as of April 1st last year, I was delivered from long distance running. I haven't run since. Praise God for that. Man, that's uh, awesome. July 6th. Okay, well, I got to oh, say sorry. this. Yeah. Because I, I understand, I feel like I understand what that means, but there might be somebody listening who doesn't understand what you just said. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm a Southern Baptist and very conservative. <laughs> and when I use the word delivered, wow, that's that's stepping out there. But um, April 1st last year was Easter Sunday, and I got up and I thought I was going to go for a run. And the Lord was just speaking to me. He's like, you need to, yes, go out, but no running. And he took me down to Brothers Park, about a mile from our house. And so this is Easter Sunday morning, and it's I wanted to get down there for sunrise and just worship. And just having a wonderful time. And then I was standing up to go, and then just I felt the Lord say, you don't have to run anymore. And I'm telling you, this, this what is it, a gorilla, a gorilla on your back, you know, mm-hmm. just... I mean, just fell off. Well, and I, you know, this is important to, to highlight. You know, I think we all live in, in slavery to certain things, yeah, right? We, in, in other terms, people will call it bondage, bondage, right? So we are, and some of those things can appear to be good things. Like who like in the world running. would ever think that running, you know, I guarantee you there's a lot of people who are probably thinking, man, all right, I'm delivered from running too. I don't ever have to run again. <laughs> yeah. But no, it really was slavery for you. It was bondage. It was not a healthy relationship. No. And, know. and you know, I believe too, like one of the things I think is like what you're embarking on now one year, April mm. 1, yeah. is God wants to show you how to have a new healthy relationship with running. Because let's be honest, like you don't run 10 marathons. Yeah and an ultra marathon and have all that 
depth in that experience without it being a good thing for you because yeah. there's a there's a lot of it that I guarantee you is awesome yeah and you don't want to completely give that up you yeah. know um, but he needed to deliver you from it yeah and then reintroduce it to you in a healthy new way and so that's really awesome to hear that April 1 is such a big it's a big day, day. it's kind of it's been fun um, I think I walked in one day and you, you said something to me. You said, oh, you're going to like this. Uh, yeah, the running walk. workout. <laughs> it was a running workout, and I have. It's like when we get to run. So it's it's interesting to have had such a bad relationship with running and then to have now a new a new interest in it. And so each time we get to run at, at CrossFit, I'm like, yes, I get to run. <laughs> yeah. No, man, that's that's so cool. So you were going to then say, I think, April 6th or? Um, July 6th. Oh. Uh, again, I use the word delivered uh, through a counselor. I was delivered from the PTSD. We went back and dealt with a lot of adult, a lot of issues. And uh, it's been amazing. And so there's just been, a, it's a time of healing and restoration. But I use the word transformation now because um, mid-January, um, this year, I was just, you know, doing the typical Facebook thing, and I saw this ad that said, um, um, I guess it's from BoomFit, right? Or was it, uh, Boom it was Fit? on BoomFit's page, Boom yes. BoomFit page, and it said, um, looking for 15 guys to go through a six-week transformational challenge, and I just felt that that was what I was supposed to do, and so I... Sent the email, I guess, or uh, there was an information, like, you, contact you con- us. You filled out the form, form, and then I texted you. Well, and it said that uh, on the form, it said fill out the form, but if you want to jump the line, it said you might want to text Charlie. Yes. And so I was like, hey, I'm jumping this line because at that point, we, um, we really were expecting that we only had six weeks left in, Ching- uh, in uh, College Station. Um, I was expected just to work six more weeks. And so it was just timing issue. It was phenomenal. And so talked to my wife, Carrie, and we came down to meet with you. And of course, you know the story, but um, that was just a, it was a truly, when we walked away from there, I was like, that was a holy moment of just knowing that this is what I was supposed to do after, after having walked through two years of um, this spiritual restoration this emotional restoration this mental restoration there was this one component that was still lacking and that so was when you say holy moment do you mean that there was a, a lot of affirmation that this was exactly where what you needed to do yeah as we talked you and i talked the things that you were saying the things that were coming to my mind it was like this is this was divinely orchestrated to be that Carrie and I were supposed to be there that night with you in that room and and embark on something that was still a missing piece of restoration that needed to happen before we could go back overseas. And that's man, that's so encouraging because I've I've said it. I know I've said it on podcasts before, and I and I've said this pretty much in every staff meeting at some way some way, shape, or form, but I believe that every person is here by divine appointment. Um, I believe that the Lord has brought each person to this place. That's awesome. And that goes for not just members, even Mm -hmm. employees. And and even in their exit, right, he's a part of that process too in whatever way that looks. And so it's awesome to hear the fact that he told you that because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I... 
we have a lot of people that we meet with weekly or monthly yeah. that come in. And um, the fact that he revealed that to you is special and that he did such amazing things in the time that you've been here. So let's kind of mm. talk about that. So you do tell me about the six week challenge. You That was a new experience for sure. It was. Um, <clears throat> so we had the orientation, I think, like Wednesday night, the 16th mm-hmm. or something, January 16th. And we came in there and there were maybe 15 of us. And you led it and Gus uh, was assisting and started talking about um, the exercise and the diet. Or and I call that a diet. Yeah. The, the meal plan. Meal the nutrition. plan. Thank, good. Yeah. Thank you. Much better word. <laughs> um, but we talked about what was going to happen. We talked about, you know, the group came together. Is why we're, we got to kind of testify. Is like, why are we all here? And so it was a really cool moment of all of us coming together saying, all right, we're going to start this, this challenge. And I remember you saying something. It's like, remember, guys, this is a challenge. And I don't, I didn't have a clue, truly. I, I had, I really did not have a clue what I was getting into. And so one of the aspects was, I think it was Gus that went over the meal plan. And I was, I was probably, let's see, I would say I would, I was devastated. I was like, there is no way that I can do this. I know I got to give a shout out to we are actually recording during the 930 child care. So to our listeners, I just want them to know a little shout out to child care. I'm sorry if that's distracting (laughs) you, but no, I'm going Ronnie. Um, So we finished up the orientation was we're going to do the onboarding Thursday morning at five. And so Wednesday night, I finished orientation. It was about nine o'clock. And all of a sudden, I've got to change my, the way I'm going to eat. And I'm telling you, guys, I went to Kroger, and I just cried the whole time. Mm. Because, I mean, it was protein, vegetables, and fat. And it was no milk and no Dr. Pepper and no carbs and or, or very little. And all of a sudden, I went into this, like, no freedom moment to being restricted because that's been a a big word for me this year is freedom and all of a sudden i have no more freedom regarding my food um and i I literally did i walked the aisles of kroger just crying and so i went home and some of our uh, we have community group on wednesday nights and so i had missed but some of them were still there and i just walked in there and i was like guys i don't know how on earth i'm gonna do this i have no idea because I was like, the physical, at that point, that was a Wednesday night, I thought, all right, the physical, I can do. I've been a runner for 10 years, run marathons. Physically, I can probably do this. But eating, there's no way. And so then the next morning, I discovered that I couldn't do the physical aspect. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, and so that was going to become a challenge. So it was it was a challenge on both sides, uh, the the meal plan and the so give give me you know some people we talk a lot about six-week challenge but some people have never done it so what is give me your best attempt at kind of giving the overview of the the program and your results sure so uh started the uh that orientation they said there was going to be a meal plan and uh stick to it as best we could it's like all right i'm 
usually obsessive compulsive, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And then we were going to do an onboarding, which is in y'all were going to teach us the exercises and stretching and all that stuff. So we're going to do that Thursday, Friday, and Monday at, uh, at five in the morning, but we're going to do it all together. And then eventually we were going to break off into classes that suited our schedule. So we'd follow the meal plan and we would exercise in class. Um, I think you were saying three or four days a week. And so we were going to meet with, we did our measurements on that orientation night as far as weight and body fat and BMI, all of those things so that we could track that. And so I think we were going to meet Gus in about two weeks and go over, we're going to do those measurements again to see how we were progressing. And I think that that first, that first, um, well, by the way, I followed it. I succeeded. I was exercising. I was following the meal plan to a T. No cheats. Absolutely no cheats. And um, I came up on that first check-in, which I guess was two, two, two weeks, weeks in. in. And so I had lost... Um, I had lost, I think at that point, eight pounds of fat and gained, I think, three pounds of muscle, I had lost, I think it was five or five and a half percent body fat in the two weeks. Wow. So my eventual, I think the end was like, I lost, I think about nine or 10 pounds of fat. I gained three or four pounds of muscle. Um, I think ultimately, I think it was six pound, six uh, percent body fat reduction from twenty one down to fourteen. Wow. Um, I I know that I lost an inch and a half in my waist. Um, Where could you tell the most, like in when in the six weeks, like that you were? You know, really, it was my upper body, just the um, just the definition, the loss of fat, and of course, clothing. You know, just fit different. I didn't start out really. I'm, I was not fat. You know, so I'm. Uh, five eight, I think I started out like at one forty eight, um, but just to lose that that fat content, um, I was at a gathering on Sunday night, and a friend of mine walked up, <laughs> and I had a short sleeve shirt on, and so like my arm was basically exposed bicep, and he just points at he's like, where'd you get that? <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, that's awesome. and then there's aspects you know my wife has just been. Um, just very complimentary. And uh, one of the best things that you, you or Gus, I forget who said it. You did, I think. That night you're like, go home and take pictures of yourself. Uh, and uh, so I did. And uh, I, was, I was devastated when I saw pictures of myself. Because, and again, this is, this is not, uh, I'm not, huge obese. It was just, right. I was like, wow, <laughs> I've got a lot of fat on me. And so then, um, later on, you know, I've, I've taken the new pictures and you can see the difference. And so, and you've uh, kept coming. So, um, share about that. Cause that's a pretty cool story. It's, it's amazing. Um, so I did the, the six week challenge and because of Ames and y'all going to Houston, we extended our program to seven weeks because we we're going to have the little graduation so we I, we came another week and so that put us like to march 9th well one day i was in class 
and was just talking to actually Travis and he said something about, are you going to be here next week? And I said, Oh no, I'm, I'm finished. And he said, uh, but do you want to keep coming to class? And I was like, well, we've got another month here, but, um, financially, uh, we can't, um, justify it right now. And so, um, he said, but I didn't ask you that. I said, do you want to come? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, well, we're going to work it out. And so anyway, that was all I had said. And um, when I came for graduation, uh, Gus met with me afterwards. And we we're talking about just the successes that I had um, seen. Um, he made this statement. He said, um, something like, you're not finished here. And I said, yeah, I'm not finished. I'm going to keep uh, exercising and watching, staying on the meal plan and stuff like that. And he said, oh, and I, I said, but I'm not sure how I'm going to do the the exercises. Like I'll try to do body weight exercises and such. And he said, no, you misunderstand. He said, you're not finished here, here at this CrossFit. And I said, I'm, I don't know what you mean. And he said that, um, he just said that somebody within the community, um, had, um, had paid for another month, uh, so that I could continue to, um, exercise here and, and be a part of the community. And, you know, I had, I really do when I'm going to come back to the word transform. Um, I had transformed in, in significant ways physically, but there was still more to do. And I think just that the Lord knew that um, six weeks was a great start. But uh, for me, I needed about eight or ten weeks. Mm -hmm. And so um, my last day of membership um, is actually tomorrow. And then um, Friday is when we head out to um go to thailand or we'll move to dfw first and then fly out to to thailand and so the timing has been just spectacular so that i can actually continue to um be here be a part of this community um and that that's important as far as the crossfit community um i didn't tell you this i don't know if i've ever told you that but um I've been wanting to come to this this particular CrossFit for two years. Mm. Um, I would often run by and just wish that I could go. <laughs> and um, this never could. It was never right timing. And, um, and so then, anyway, then God blesses me to be able to come in and... Um, be a part of the community up until the very last day um, that um, we leave. And so and in the timing of all of it and the way you describe it is, is really um, where you cannot, it's undeniable yeah. uh, that there was greater plans and yeah. purpose to this. Yeah. So the, you know, the final question that I ask every person is, 
The title of the podcast is Building Better People. We believe that when people are exercising, they're becoming better versions of themselves. So how has how has that been true for you and, and specifically in this journey? Because I think it's a different journey than what you've been on prior to when it came to running and probably the unhealthy relationship with exercise. Yeah. I think um, running for me in the last 10 years has always been an individual um torture but (laughs) individual exercise to come to crossfit um i was welcomed into a family of people that um have been so incredibly kind and encouraging that has when i'm hurting physically y'all have made adjustments for me I've, I love it that I have never been yelled at. Nobody <laughs> yells at me and tells me to keep going. They, I get encouragement, but um, it's coming in, and, and I will give a shout-out to, to TJ. It's the people in this community that has made the difference, that has made me want to keep coming back and try um stay committed to it and um honestly i don't know if that answered your question no no you did man and ronnie thank you man thank you for this awesome uh interview and sharing your heart with everyone so (laughs) thank you man thank you love you Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.